0: Welcome to Profiles by Chain.io. I'm Brian Glick, Chain.io's founder and CEO. Over the coming weeks and years, we'll feature the partners and customers who make up the Chain.io network. We'll focus on learning about the individuals within these companies and how they've helped build the organizations that drive our network. Together, we'll learn what drew them to the industry, why they made it such a big part of their lives, and where they see us all going in the future. On this episode, we're talking to Brian Eichenberg of FreightSnap. FreightSnap's a really interesting company that has developed a modern, cost-effective device for measuring freight, all the way from individual cartons to full-size pallets and irregular-shaped products. These devices and apps are all cloud-connected, and they make freight operations way more efficient with a really fast ROI. As part of the Chain.io network, we can connect FreightSnaps devices directly to your TMS or ERP for a seamless dimensioning experience. One of the things that I found really interesting in this conversation is how Brian and his family found themselves in the logistics business. So many of us come up directly through operations and it's great to have a fresh outside perspective on the industry. So without further ado, here's the episode. Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, it's good to be here. I'm excited. So why don't we dive right in uh, and why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into this world of logistics and supply chain?
1: Yeah, so uh, I kind of had a, probably a slightly different uh, track into, into logistics than most, and um, Started out more on the just software development side of things, doing some you know some some consulting work and mostly in the uh, medical field. Um, but uh, me and my father had started a family software development company, so we had always uh, you know keep our eye out trying to come up with a new product. And uh, one of the one of the things that we had developed was an app. Initially, it was It was more so to measure um, houses for siting takeoffs, which is is a totally different industry. But as we went down that path, we were looking and researching for what else could we use this, what we thought was a pretty cool app. What else could it do? What other industries could it help? And we stumbled across LTL Freight and people measured that. Freight, and we thought this could be a good application. So, we put together a like a quick demo video and threw it up on YouTube. And uh, surprisingly, uh, we started getting hits, people watching it, people reaching out to us, wanting to, you know, hey, what is this? This is this is exactly what we need. So, started following up on some of those calls, and you know, from that point, we kind of, you know, we both didn't have too much experience in logistics, so started researching and, you know, realized that, wow, this is a good fit. This could really help this industry. So we kind of went full steam ahead. And um, and um the more we got into it and with talking to people, kept requesting for more of a static dimensioning product that was more affordable. So we kind of have a can-do attitude. So we just said, why not? And we dove right into that. And we've since come to market with an affordable, fully automated, static palletized dimensioner uh, to go along with our app. So it's kind of been a journey, but that's how I got into logistics. So for
0: our listeners who may not have spent a lot of time on the, the loading dock side of the things, can you explain a little bit more kind of what the dimensioner does and, and kind of how it works? And I know you guys have some unique technology in yours. Maybe Maybe dig into that a little bit also.
1: Yeah, so you know, on the dock side of things, the freight will come through and for a pricing tool, you can, you know, dimension you know, get a dimensional freight, a cube, as it was commonly referred to, of that uh, of that piece of freight. And we've basically developed a product that will be installed from the ceiling and it uses sensors to take a 3D image of the freight and provide an accurate Measurement of the length, width, and height of that piece of freight within a couple seconds. And you pair that up with the weight over a scale, and you can basically automate that process of instead of using a manual tape measure to get those dims and then write that down in a ledger and take that to someone to get it put into a system to get a quote that is instantly um, captured by the by the dimensioner.
0: So what do you guys do w- once that data kind of is in that device? Where does it go from there? How does it get, how does it become useful uh, outside of the, the physical device
1: itself? Yeah, that
0: was definitely one of
1: the main issues we wanted to tackle um, coming from the software side of things. Um, something that was very common to us was to, to basically like create this, a larger system to where it wasn't just a scale that sat there and you sat it on it and and it read you to the dimensions. It it would actually do something with the data. So we built in this entire cloud-based platform behind the actual device itself so that basically once you dimmed your freight, that data was captured and then sent directly to our cloud, which allowed anyone to install one of these dimensioners and instantly have a way to store that data and then easily connect that data to any of their systems once it was stored in our cloud. So that was a big, I think a big differentiator for us coming into the market, thinking about it through like a different lens where probably other providers of this type of technology think of it more as just a device or something you just put on a dock and then leave. And then here you go, you figure out what you need to do with it. And, you know, that was, we, from day one, we wanted to be way more hands-on and helpful and actually getting that data and making it useful.
0: Do you think that there was a, influence from the fact that you don't come out of the industry was that a, a benefit or a detractor when you first started rolling these things out into the real world
1: uh did it allow you to think differently or was it just this huge learning curve that you had to go through i think it's definitely it's both i mean we come you know like i said we had this kind of a radical idea of like how we how we price the unit and how we how we integrated it with using the cloud and some of the old ideas of like, well, you can't do this because, you know, this is how it's always been done and, and kind of really did look at it through a different lens. I think it was helpful, but then, you know, there was very large learning curves as far as just in the industry itself. and and what would, uh, what would work and what wouldn't, even from a hardware perspective at, in these docs, um, you know, that's something where, you know, we had never spent a lot of time on a doc and then, You know, we start developing a piece of hardware to go on a dock, and I remember uh, going to our first one of our first installs, and I'm and I show up, and I'm just woefully unprepared to uh, for the elements of a dock, and uh, (laughs) so we hang this thing up, and I'm I'm looking at it myself. I like take a picture. I'm covered head to toe in soot, and and I just can't. I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I've, I think I've chosen the wrong industry. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and then they pulled that p- first piece of freight underneath the dimensioner, and it was, I, I think it was like an engine on a, on like a some big, kind of crazy looking pallet, and, and I think I, I underestimated the task that we, uh, that we've tried to uh, take on. But it's been good. I think that was all those things were. We're good, but I do think it was a good thing to have this outside perspective um, because I think, it you know, any, like in any industry, it can get, you can kind of get stuck in your ways of how things work. And and uh, I think it's always good to have things get kind of uh, get shook up and something, some people to, to look at it differently. So
0: if if I'm sitting down with, you know, a CFO or even a, a manager at a facility and you say, oh, it's cheaper and it's faster, they're going to go. That's awesome, right? you don't have to tell them anything else. But when you go out there, you're actually doing these installs and and working with the team that physically has to use the use the device and, and it's going to get integrated into their day. What's kind of the reception that you get when you go out there to do those do those installs?
1: It's it's it can be mixed. You know, it, you can get like really positive. You know, good. Re, you know, reviews from the guys like. Oh man, yes. This is going to make my job easier. Like right now, I have to do this long process. I have to write this stuff down and I am constantly kind of under the gun to try to get some of this some of my work done and get it done accurately and and so they see they see the benefit right away, but then there are quite a few people that are, you know, like, "Oh man, This is never going to work for us. We're going to, we're going to hit it. We're going to knock it down. You know, it's, it's definitely a mixed bag. I think that though, after the initial, you know, let's say someone is like on the fence with it. Once they use it for a while and they see like, Oh man, this is, this is truly making my life easier. And this process is now much quicker. And, this is not that it's it's kind of a scary thing. You put this machine and there's lasers and you know it's you know it just seems kind of they don't know what to do with it. But once they once they get comfortable with it, I think most people now if the if if they ever have an issue and they call us, it's like oh no, freight snaps down. We you know we can't do our job without this. So it's you know it's definitely a it's something that they can't live without type of thing where before. Uh, we don't need it now, oh my gosh we we have to have it. so I mean, the reception is uh is always is always a tough thing to introduce any change to anyone's process, but we try to make that as smooth as possible
0: not to to date myself too badly, but I remember as uh in the beginning of my career installing the first pcs for secretaries, and they said we'll never use these things. And then suddenly they're using them and, uh, you know, the day that the, one of them would break, you know, they said, they look at the typewriter and go, well, I could never, never possibly even consider using that. I said, she used it for 30 years. Uh, so I think, I, I think I understand what you're saying <laughs> that these things become, you know, it's, it's cool. It's amazing how quick that people will adjust and then, and then it's, you know, that's the new normal and anything else is a step backwards.
1: Yeah. They're like, I don't even carry a tape measure anymore, so I can't, I can't do my job. So it's cool to see that, you know, someone change their, you know, like something you said, something they maybe did for 30 years and then to change, it changes their job and for the better to really help them. Then they, they say it all the time. "I, I can do a better job. I can, I can focus on other things that were, are probably more important to what really needs to get done.
0: Is there a big difference that you've seen in when you deploy? I know you guys have some very large installs and also some single site. Um, is there a big difference to you whether you're going in to do, you know, multiple facilities for a big company and the change management around that versus, you know, just going in where it might be an owner operator or a small team?
1: It's definitely a big difference. There's I think there's pluses and minuses to both. Um, on the big company side, you have... You know, it's usually typically very organized. Um, Everything is uh, super laid out about, you know, what's going to happen here. And then, you know, this data is going to go here and everything is usually, you know, pretty well lined out. And that is, that's comforting, but it's also, you know, it can be a slower process to, to maybe go from point A to, to point Z to get the, get everything installed and up and running, um, compared to sometimes it is still fun to go into a smaller shop and you know you go in and they don't know maybe they don't necessarily know how they know they need this product but they don't know exactly how they need it and where it needs to fit in and to really help them just completely change their process for the better to where you know everything is now flowing through an automated system. And and working with them, pretty hands on, and with their IT team, um, is really kind of it's a rewarding experience to to really see that, you know, you can you can tell that what you're what you're providing them is is helping them uh, on a daily basis. So that's it's kind of a that's a cool thing.
0: So is there anything that now that you guys have been doing this for a while uh, that you really wish you knew at the beginning? of this, uh,
1: that, that, uh, you could share with somebody who might be starting out, and you know, getting into the space. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, gathering the dimensions and the technology and the algorithms behind that of actually measuring freight. Um, I mean, it's a large hurdle to, to get over. And I, I thought at the time, once we do that, we're good. We don't, you know, it's just going to be, we're just selling these and we're done. And, what i found is that the actual important part is doing something with that data and getting to, and that's really where like I found I was spending the majority of my time was just working with our customers on integrations and doing integration work. And I think that that kind of caught me by surprise a little bit. I thought that that would be a little more established where they would, they would know instantly, Hey, well, I know I need this data, I need, and I need to get it here. That um, that would be something that would be, I guess, an easier task. But um, you know, that's why I am excited for you know companies like ChainIO to come through. And I think that streamlining the process of the way that all these different systems talk to each other is is going to be a huge, huge improvement for the industry
0: uh, I'll have to put the check in the mail for, for <laughs>
1: getting a free plug
0: on my own podcast. Hey, so well,
1: <laughs> I, I, tr- I, truly, I truly mean it. So,
0: you know, it's been, a, it's been a really good partnership to, uh, to be able to work with you guys and get, um, get you on board so that the next TMS and the next TMS after that, uh, you're not, you're not distracting your team from, from building, you know, all the cool stuff I know you guys have in the f- coming up in the future. So, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about that?
1: About what's what's next on the on the roadmap? Yeah, so we're pretty excited. Um, kind of getting back to our roots a little bit. Uh, we're releasing a new update uh, to the app, which is going to implement augmented reality, which is a cool new feature on a lot of these new smartphones and tablets. Um, or if you're not familiar with that, it will. Essentially, uh, as you're looking through, like if you turn your camera on the app and then you're looking through the screen, like you're going to take a picture of something, like you're going to take a picture of the freight, Um, what you can do is actually interact with that picture uh, while it's on the screen live. And what this app will allow you to do is basically tap on the screen around the corners of the freight as you walk around the freight after a few times of tapping on the screen you'll actually the dimensions of the freight will pop up like a cube uh, encompassing the freight and at that point um you will have the dimensions um you can take a couple pictures of the freight and then you can upload all that data to our cloud um real time so you won't you won't need any any additional tools besides your your phone to essentially create a, a fully automated process um for dimensioning freight and and also documenting freight, which is which is also super important. Um, it's one of the big uses of our product. Is just taking pictures of the freight as as you uh, as you received it or tendered it that you can reference later um, for damage claims and and other items. So <clears throat> we feel that's a big a big need um, is to basically document just just taking pictures of your freight of every piece of freight that you move. Um, You may never look at the picture, but you can let us worry about storing all that data and then when you need it, you have it available. We're also uh, looking into where we're getting ready to release an update to our, well, actually a new product to our parcel dimensioning line that will be smaller and more so fit on a tabletop and be operated from a tablet um, to where it's still, it's a static. So you wouldn't actually measure from from a, from a device, but it would sit on a tabletop uh, over a scale and it could, it will measure uh, parcels, uh, smaller parcels quickly, and then provide you direct integration with UPS WorldShip and FedEx and um, be able to kind of automate that process for for e-commerce businesses.
0: So one of the things that I found it really interesting with e-commerce is that you've got, you see these videos of these huge facilities, right? And the conveyors are moving 60 miles an hour and scanning things in milliseconds. But how much of our business is really run out of smaller facilities, you know, doing e-commerce fulfillment for Shopify stores for, for things like that. So is is that the target market for this? Someone who's you know, running their own facility or or, or smaller 3PL who's who's not investing a million dollars in a in a conveyor system is that the,
1: the, the sweet spot yes, there? that that is definitely the the target of that product Is you know, there's there's a ton of there's a ton of people and ton of products already out there uh, that are very good at, at doing that high high rate of speed uh, parcel you know at fulfillment centers and. And we didn't really want to compete in that space, but like you said, we see more and more are the the smaller e-commerce sites that are they don't need that type of volume, but they they still do a lot of shipments per day and something to help automate the that system and keep track of all, everything, you know, with with an easy to use cloud-based backend. Um, we thought there would be a a pretty good need there, so.
0: So uh, my daughter would be upset at me if I didn't ask this question. so going, going back to the AR product, mm-hmm. uh, are you going to be able to see Pokemon jumping out from behind the containers when you were in the AR
1: mode? Yeah, exactly. We need to add in a feature to where you know maybe uh, maybe like a tape measure goes crazy and wraps around the freight or something like that.. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be important integrate a game into it then we will get people to start measuring their freight
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what are um kind of going down that road of the crazy what are, what are some of the weird things that you've seen that, out there that you've had to dimensionize before
1: so so probably my favorite story uh from just going around and you know i've been on a lot of docks in the past couple of years and i happened to be uh on a dock traveling and i had uh I talked to my buddy, uh, who was my neighbor and he had, he had just gone to Cabo San Lucas and he went on a, a pretty cool fishing trip and he caught a, a big, like a seven foot sailfish. So he was pretty proud of it. He got it, he got it mounted and sent it back. And he was telling me all about how, you know, Hey, a couple days I'm getting my fish. It's coming in. So I was in, I was, I was on this dock and I wasn't in the city of I was like in Memphis or something and uh, I'm walking around the dock and I see like, Oh, that's a weird shipment. And I, well, I am always interested to kind of see what these different looking things are. So I walk over and it had something on there. It said, you know, fish of some kind. I can't remember exactly what it said, but I was like, Oh man, I wonder if that's, you know, that's crazy. That's how they ship these fish. That's how my neighbor will be getting that fish. And I end up writing down the pro number and I was going to look at it later in the cloud, and long story short, come home uh, the next day and <laughs> sitting on my neighbor's uh driveway, uh the truck is dropping off that package, and I walk over and it was literally the same same fish same package and I was like hey i saw your <laughs> I saw your fish I dimensioned your fish, so I thought that was uh you know maybe it's just funny to me, <laughs> but uh that no, thought it was no, interesting
0: I, I've always. I go out on these these tours all the time at these facilities, and just once I actually want to see something that actually has my name or or, or someone or someone from my house's name on the back.
1: Out of the millions of pieces of freight that I see, then that I'm um, on the dock that exact time that his fish is coming through. I thought that was the craziest thing. <laughs> so.
0: that's, uh, yeah, that 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 really is the. the the statistical chances of that happening, I'll have to get one of our uh, AI partners on yeah. to to figure out the odds on that one because that's that's pretty crazy. So um, we love to talk about people and their their journeys uh, on this show. So could you tell us maybe who was a big influence on you and your career and uh, and and what that influence was?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, I think I kind of referenced earlier that. So the Freight Snap is a it's a it's a family business um, and the start of that was uh essentially my dad um, he has been in the IT industry for many years and started a few different companies throughout his career and as me and my brothers were all kind of getting through college he kind of came together and was like hey we need to we need to try to do something this will be fun let's let's get together and you know let's just start thinking of different things that you know we can we can do software stuff until we kind of land on something we think is good and and go with it so he's definitely kind of been my influence throughout you know my life but in and and a very strong part of my career and I'm I'm really thankful that he had you know he took that chance to he could have didn't have to do anything. He could have kept kept going down his own path, and he kind of uh, made some sacrifices to say, "Hey, this will be fun to let's all work together and do something we enjoy." So it's it's definitely a lot of fun every day to come in and and work with uh, work with family, especially brothers and a dad. Um, I'm sure you can imagine that you know we have our moments of brotherly love, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I would say that in the end of the day, that's always Always makes us better because we we typically bring you know the best out in each other with just we always push ourselves and to you know to continually be better whether it is programming or just in life so it's been it's been a lot of fun
0: yeah, I'll tell you um, for people of sort of who came up through my generation of this business uh, a lot of us had the honor of working for family businesses uh, either our families or someone else's. Uh, and especially where where I come from, the international side, many many of those companies have been subject to consolidation, and you know maybe part of bigger corporations now. Uh, you know, and I've had the honor of working for several of them. You know, it's nice to hear that that is still happening in this business, uh, and that there are that there are companies who who have those kind of strong foundational principles because I think they they do matter when you're. You know, when you're out there on the loading dock with that with, with that team, and, and they know that you guys are going to be there for the long run, and, and, and part of their you know are invested in it personally.
1: Yeah, I think I think a lot of our customers appreciate that, especially in this industry. Like you said, I feel like it's more respected that we're a family business in the logistics industry. I definitely definitely get a lot, of, a lot of comments, and a lot of you know people are are happy or they choose us because hey, you guys are. They know who they're going to call who they're going to talk to and, and they, they appreciate that we, uh, you know, how we, how we operate. So,
0: so if they want to call or they want to talk to you, what's, what's the uh, best way to, to get in touch with freight snap?
1: Yeah. I'd say the, honestly, the best way is, um, go ahead and visit our website at freight com. That is the, the best way to get in contact with us. Um, there's a contact form on there and, um, there's probably, uh, probably a few people of ours floating around on uh, LinkedIn. So we also have a Facebook page, but website is uh, typically the best way.
0: And uh, we'll have that link in the show notes as well. And uh, for any of the existing chain IO customers who are, who are listening, uh, GreatSnap is already integrated into the platform. So you can always reach out also to your chain IO contacts and we can broker the appropriate introductions. Brian. It's been uh, awesome having you. And it's great to hear about a, a business that kind of had a non-traditional journey uh, through this industry and, and is doing so well. So uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show.
1: Thank you. It's been great talking and uh, glad we could uh, I could share my experience.
0: Well, that's a wrap and thank you very much to brian for taking the time to share his story with us be sure to tune in next time when we will be learning all about what it takes to move a multi-million dollar or even priceless piece of fine art thanks for listening